Welcome to Church Online. We're glad that you are joining in with us, and we want you to stay connected with us. Again, if you're on social media, GFC Florida, look us up, stay connected, go to gfcflorida.com. Let's stay together through this time. I also want to say a special thank you to those who've been giving online and those who just started giving online. And, and, and honestly, you're giving supports Dream Center, Soup Kitchen, help keeping those things alive. And we can't do this, church online, without you. Trying to care for and support thousands of people all over Tampa Bay remotely is a tough task, but your giving is helping in so many ways. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing that. All right, so all that out of the way, let me ask you a question. So you're watching from home right now. How are you doing? How are things going right now? I'll tell you how it's been for me. Um, I have seven other people living at my home now. My wife's parents are with us. It's been wild. We have also started school at home with our four kids. Thank God my wife was a teacher because, man, I am telling you, um, I don't know Common Core math, but as for me and my house, we're going to carry the one. You know what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. And my kids are all like, oh, well, we don't do it that way. I'm like, look, man, you're in the Roden Family Institute of Higher Learning now. I'm in charge of science tomorrow, so we're watching Gremlins and Back to the Future. Okay, that's what's happening. But <laughs> it's just, we're like you guys, man. We're just trying to figure all this out. I swear every day I say this, man, what a crazy time to be alive. I mean, it really is this every single day, but we're hanging in there. And I'm like you, I'm really eager for us to get back together. And of course, I wanna do that the right way, but man, I'm telling you, I'm just eager to get back together because I think when we finally do, it's gonna be a celebration. I really believe that. I think all of us are looking forward to things going back to normal. We all want some type of normalcy in our lives. But let me ask this question. Should everything go back to normal? Are, are, are there things in our lives that should change because of this? Let me ask you a question that I've been wrestling with all week. In your life, are there some things that could change in a good way because of the pandemic? I, I mean, really, it, it's an interesting question. Now, I hope we see life differently, okay? Let me just get this out of the way. This is a hard week for us. Coronavirus is spreading across Hillsboro, Pasco, Pinellas. If you don't know someone who has the virus, you probably will in the next couple of weeks. I hope that you don't. But there's no need to panic. We know that most people, of a vast majority of people recover. We know that we are gonna flatten the curve and it's gonna decrease, but I think there is a need to realize this fact, and the fact is this, it only took one virus to bring the entire world to a screeching halt. Just think about that for a minute. Our wealth, the economy, our comforts, and unfortunately for some, even our jobs. Everything that we take for granted taken from us by a germ. I mean, as civilized as we may be, we are still fragile. 
Life is fragile. We live in a world where a new reality for the entire world can be caused by one small thing. And I hope that we are all more grateful to be alive than ever before. But I also hope that we realize that everything that we build here on earth changes and fades. It reminds me of something Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 26, and this is what he said. He said that everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. It's an interesting world we live in because the winds are really blowing and there's a lot of sand that is shifting. A lot of things that we always thought was always gonna be there and now it's not there. And honestly, you may be a person that you're not a follower of Jesus, and sometimes you wonder why people follow Jesus at all, right? Maybe, maybe you're watching this because someone's offering you toilet paper at the end, you know, kind of a thing, and maybe you just wonder, why are some people Christians? I'll tell you why. Some people follow Jesus because they just get tired, tired of building on sand. Pleasure is great, but it doesn't last. Possessions are great, but they don't last. It, it, it really, I hope we all realize this one thing. One of my favorite verses, Ephesians 1:11 says this. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. I'm gonna say that again, because that's just a powerful statement. It's in Christ that we find who we are and what we're living for. If your identity is in what you have, status and stuff, if, if, if your purpose is about just getting what you want, status and stuff, there's another way. And that's why there's so many people who follow Jesus because in Christ, that's where we find out why we're here, who we are, and what is our purpose. I'm gonna do one more verse on this and I swear I'll get off of this, but Jesus told us in John 10, 10, this is what he told us. He said, I came to give life, life in all its fullness. I came to give life, life in all its fullness. What he's saying is Jesus said, I came to give you fulfillment in a world that doesn't fulfill. It's why we always need more of whatever it is we're going after because it doesn't fulfill us. So what does that mean? Let me be really clear about this. That means that a virus can take away your job, it can take away your retirement, it can take away your ability to eat out and every paper product in the whole country. It can even make you sick and keep you quarantined. But it cannot take your peace your joy, your hope, the fulfillment that you have in life, why? Because none of that is buried in the sand. It's placed in Christ. So I just want you to think about that. That's just something I think we gotta think about. But let me get back to my original question, okay? Let me get back to the question I've been wrestling with all week. In your life, are there some things that could change in a good way because of the pandemic? Now let's get personal. You're stuck at home. Either you're alone or you're with people that you love. 
You may be working from home or trying to find work. You have felt everything from angry to afraid to bored, and you've, you've felt all these different ranges of emotions because we are all going through something right now that we have never experienced. But is it possible that this massive obstacle could end up being a massive opportunity? Now, I'm not trying to be super positive. I'm not trying to be, you know, the, the cat hanging off the yarn, little poster you see at your office that says, hang in there or whatever. No, no, no. I'm just asking you, could this big setback for all of us actually be a setup for change in your life, good change that needs to happen in your life? See, over the last couple of weeks, Pastor Craig and I have been talking about fear and worry. And we've both said this, God is in control. But this weekend, I wanna to add to that by just reminding you that God is doing something right now. I'm not just talking about in the world, I'm talking about in you. I'm talking about that God is doing something in your life right now. You may be thinking, well, what? What, what, what? What are you talking about? See, you have something now that you didn't have much of before the pandemic. You have a gift. You can say, like, Matt, pandemic's not a gift, man. But you have a gift. Let me tell you what you've been given. You've been given the gift of time. What do you mean? Well, before the coronavirus, we were all moving at a fast pace, entrenched in our work, running in the hamster wheel of life and just running and running at this pace until we all had to slow down and we had to stay at home. People who passed each other during the day before the pandemic are now sitting next to each other day after day because of the pandemic. There is a gift that has been given to us in this situation, and that gift is time. Let me show you what I mean. Look at Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, man. Huge passage to think about during this time. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Here it is. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. The Bible tells us to make the most of this opportunity that we have in this time. This is what I think. God has given us time to turn some things around. We have a chance to be a better person after the pandemic, to have better marriages, to be better parents, to be better employees, employers. How, why? Because we made the most of this opportunity right in front of us. We took time to turn things around. In a pandemic, you're faced with two things. You're faced with your own mortality, and you're also faced with an opportunity. 
It reminds me of this verse, Psalms 90:12 says this. It says, teach us how short our lives really are so that we may be wise. You've heard this a million times, right? Life is short, right? Life is short. We only have a limited time to live and there's no redo and we don't want regrets. We have a limited time to live, yet during this time that we live, everything has slowed down. It's interesting. How can we take this time that we only have for so long and be wise with it? I'm not asking, let me be really clear, I'm not asking you to fill up your day with a bunch of stuff, religious stuff, things to do. That's not what I'm telling you to do. What I'm saying is this. I'm asking you to be intentional with this time while we still have it. For example, if you're married, walk and talk with your spouse. I mean, really, some people before the pandemic were like ships in the night, just passing each other right, during the day, just just kinda, we're running this pace, we're just kinda passing each other. I wanna encourage you, you now have time to rediscover the person that you married. You have a chance to connect with them in a real way. And, And honestly, you also have a chance to work on you. The problem isn't always the other person, is it? We all have our issues, let's be honest. But I wanna remind you that the scriptures speak into our issues. If your issue is anger, self-centeredness, lust, worry, whatever it is, et cetera, I'm, I'm just throwing this out here, maybe opening the Bible and letting God speak into our stuff is not a bad way to spend this time. Maybe even a wise way. Now let's say you're single. Maybe you're alone. Let me ask you, how do you feel about being alone? Most people go, well, I don't like it. (laughs) Most people don't like it. But I wanna remind you also that most people make mistakes and date idiots because they don't like to be alone. That's it. And all I wanna ask you is this, is this a time I mean, I want you to really think about this question. Is this a time where you can learn to be comfortable with who you are so that you don't try to find who you are in someone else? I mean, really, is this a time that you can grow as a person so that when another person comes along, you are more secure, confident, and growing closer to Christ than you were before? Is this a time where you can grow closer to Christ before you grow closer to someone else? How can you be wise with the time that you've been given? As a parent, it is challenging to have kids at home for such a long time, right? It really is. But it's also an opportunity. It's an opportunity to listen to them, to laugh with them, to play games, it's an opportunity to build the bonds that need to be there. And and, let me just say this honestly, one day they'll go back to school. Please don't have any regrets when that happens. 
How can we be wise with the time that we have now? Let me just say this. Just because we have to stay at home doesn't mean we have to stay where we are. I really want to encourage you in that. You know, you may not know this, but in the book of Exodus, there was a stay-at-home order. (laughs) You're like, what? No, yeah, it really happened. Uh, Definitely a scarier one than we're going through now. But I want to show you this because, again, it's important that we see this. The people of Israel were in Egypt, and Egypt was getting hit, hit with plague after plague, right? Moses, Pharaoh, you've seen the movie, right? Okay, you know where that happened, okay? The final plague was the Passover, And what happened was God's people were ordered to stay at home and post blood on the door, okay, so that when death came that night, they would be safe. And it's it's a bizarre sounding situation, but the point of it is that that they, they had to stay home. Something terrible was about to move through their city. But I want you to understand that God was working in everything to actually set them free. They had to go through this time, but in the end of it, I want you to know God used that moment to set them free from the bondage of Egypt. What's the point? Well, this time is not as scary as as that for sure, but we have to stay at home. And I want to ask you, could it be that God wants to do something in you? Could it be that God wants to use this situation to work in you and set you free, set you free from the bondage that has held you back? Could it be that God has given us time to turn things around? See, I know a lot of folks right now are waiting for this whole thing to be over. And and I mean, I don't think we need to sit around waiting for this situation to be over. I think we should be wise with this situation while we are still in it. I think we should take the time to make a turn. Let me show you one more passage, okay? James 1, 4 says this. It says, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed not deficient in any way. Man, this is a good verse right here. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father, he loves to help. Let me just, can we rewind that? That's just a good one, right? If you don't know what you're doing, which a lot of folks don't right now, right? Like, what do we do? Pray to the Father, he loves to help. You'll get his help, and you won't be condescended to when you ask for it. This is what I believe. God has a gift for you. He wants to save your marriage. He wants to grow you. He wants you to walk in freedom. He wants to save your relationship with your kids. He wants to do some incredible stuff in you. We have time to turn things around. This is what I'm begging you. This is what I'm begging you to do. Don't look back at this time with regrets. Look forward into this time with resolve. Matt, what do you, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can make all these changes right now. That's not what I'm saying to do. Just, let me make it really clear. I am not saying let's come out of this a totally different person. 
for you to come out of this a totally different person. But what I am saying is, can we come out of this moving in a new direction? Not at the finish line, but past the starting line to some change and some things that God wants to do in our lives. Let me just say this up front. Grace Family Church, what we have in front of us is a temporary opportunity. God help us to make the most of it. Let me pray with you right now. Father, I just ask that you will show every person who's experiencing this service right now, show them where you want to work. Help them find a way to make the most of this time. I'm praying for stronger people because we, clinged, we, we clung to you during this time. I'm praying for stronger marriages, stronger bonds between parent and child, stronger faith that we will come out of this not perfect, but better because we chose to make the most of the time because we invited you to come in and do work. We invited you to move in us like never before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm praying that for you, and we wanna keep praying for you as well. If you need prayer, you need assistance, all you gotta do, text prayer to 813-444-5288. Just text that, we'll be happy to connect with you any way we can. Let's keep praying for each other, and let's make the most of this situation.